Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. After a wild day of reports, Kyrie Irving is staying in Brooklyn. For now. Why Kyrie was never going to end up with the LA Lakers. And the decision on Deshaun Watson's possible discipline is at its final checkpoint. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Sports Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. They say first comes love, then comes marriage. Maybe no one told Kyrie. First came reports he wanted to be traded and had gotten permission from the Brooklyn Nets to be signed and traded. Then he opted in to his one-year player option. Join me now to make sense of just what is happening in this bizarre courtship between the Nets and Kyrie Irving, Adam Armbrecht from Locked On Nets. Adam, uh, what, is this, what does this tell us? Because there is so much information in here. Unpack this for me a little bit. You know, life comes at you fast, Peter. And if you don't <laughs> go down to take a look around, you could miss it, right? Ferris Bueller, uh, still words of wisdom these days. I, I think ultimately in what was a very fast-moving news cycle today around the Brooklyn Nets, this came down to maybe where both sides of this started. The Brooklyn Nets did not feel comfortable in this moment committing long-term dollars and years to Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving wanted those long-term years and dollars right now in this moment. And it, it feels like this was the best for both sides, by the way, ultimately but that Kyrie Irving had to accept the Nets made their stand and they were willing to sacrifice, as you heard rumors around ESPN and other places, that if it means losing Kevin Durant, so be it. Once that narrative came out there, I think Kyrie Irving kind of understood where things were going to fall. And that was a wild part of this when you had a, a prominent reporter at ESPN, Brian Winhorst, say that the Nets had put it out there to the rest of the league. We are willing to move on from Kevin Durant if it means not having to deal with the Kyrie Irving drama. A very clear shot across the bow at Kyrie to say, either you fit in or you fit out, right? That was the old LeBron line. And and coincidentally, that seemed to be the place that that he was most connected to in L.A., how much do you think this closes the chapter on the Kyrie Irving trade rumors? Um, that's the interesting part, right? So opting in to the final year of his contract is actually a part of the mechanics of a trade occurring as well, right? So we talk about that being a part of it. Now, I don't think that that's necessarily what's going to happen here. I think it gives both sides some some latitude to continue to have discussions, maybe this offseason on the extension. I think that the NBA landscape played a big factor in this. It was reported, well, the LA Lakers, the only team that are interested in getting Kyrie Irving. And it's been reported the Brooklyn Nets have zero interest in any package from the LA Lakers. So if you're Kyrie Irving, once you see that, you're down to this option of, do I opt out? Do I go play on the MLE? And as Doug Norrie pointed out on our podcast, there could have been, this is just speculation on, on his and our part, that the league right? That the players union may have said, you cannot do this. You are too good of a player to start setting a precedent like this around, you know what, what's $30 million to order to facilitate a move somewhere else. I, I don't know if this fully puts an end to it, 
But what this does provide is a little bit of time for the Brooklyn Nets to maybe get a sample of something we didn't see at the end of last season following the James Harden trade. Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. That can all of a sudden show all of these players involved. What is possible still here, here in Brooklyn? It allows Kyrie to reset his trade market value going into next season if he only remains on the one-year one opt-in. So everything, I think, is about a pause here. But it's important to note that the Brooklyn Nets seem to be saying, if we can't keep Kyrie and it means losing Kevin Durant, the landscape without one or the other, without all three pieces involved, if you want to include Ben Simmons, we're not going to be championship caliber in the short term. So at that point, we might just strip it down and blow this thing up. Something that would have been shocking given the amount of years left on Kevin Durant's contract. Listen to Locked On Nets as Adam and co-host Doug Norrie will have you covered every day on all things Brooklyn Nets on every podcasting app, including the Odyssey app. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, why the Lakers were never going to actually land Kyrie Irving. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. There's some value for MLB games on Tuesday. The Tampa Bay Rays and Milwaukee Brewers are very close in odds on the money line. Bet Online has the Rays as slight favorites, minus 109 to win. The Mets are one of the hottest teams in New York this year. Wild thing to say, but find themselves home dogs to the Houston Astros. Bet online has the Mets on the money line, plus 111. And the Seattle Mariners favored in the nightcap against the Baltimore Orioles. Bet online likes the M's to win, minus 170. Bet online, where the game starts. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Whether it's a request or a subpoena, Washington Commander's owner Dan Snyder still has not agreed to testify in front of the House Oversight Committee. A spokesperson for Snyder stated the only date given by the committee was June 30th, and Snyder's attorney has a conflict that day. The spokesperson also said they have suggested multiple other days for testimony, but a committee spokesperson stated, We will not tolerate attempts to evade service of a duly authorized subpoena or seek special treatment not afforded to other witnesses who testified in this matter. The initial subpoena was delivered via email, but a follow-up could be delivered by a U.S. Marshal. John Wall has accepted a buyout from the Houston Rockets and will sign a free agent deal with the LA Clippers. The buyout is reportedly $6.5 million less than the $47.5 million he was due this season. That $6.5 million is roughly the amount of the taxpayer mid-level exception which Wall could receive once he is able to negotiate a deal with the Clippers. The Rockets wanted to reach an agreement with Wall before free agency begins Thursday to maximize his options in selecting his next team, according to reports. Wall sat out the entire 2021-2022 NBA season in Houston while the team then tried to seek a trade. As we enter the dog days of summer, the American League already looks like the New York Yankees to lose. They are eight games ahead of the Houston Astros and have scored the most runs in the majors while allowing the least. I think that's that's pretty good. You could even make the argument for the Bronx Bombers being the World Series favorites because they have seven fewer losses than the next team. Meanwhile, in the National League, we have a much tighter race. While it's New York, New York at the top of Major League Baseball right now, the LA Dodgers are right on the Mets' tail, only a game back. Also within striking distance, the San Diego Padres, two and a half games back. The Mets also have a bit of a strange edge in that they've done all of this without 
their two best pitchers in Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer. The Subway Series looks like a very real possibility, which just means, any baseball fan will tell you this, the Mets will probably blow it in triumphant fashion. Here is another story you need to know. Kyrie Irving opting in to stay with the Brooklyn Nets, but that does not put to rest any of the reporting around Russell Westbrook and his future with the LA Lakers, the Lakers' interest in Kyrie Irving, or Kyrie Irving's reported interest in the LA Lakers. This is a soap opera that started from essentially nothing, and now we have real legs for it to stand on, which means joining me now from Locked on Lakers, it's Andy Kamenetsky. Andy, uh, we cannot close the book on Kyrie to the Lakers, but what did you make of this reporting, even the the slightest insinuation that Kyrie might come and play on the mid-level exception in LA just because he might. Well, I mean, I never bought that to begin with. Um, Just the idea that he would give up $30 million after all of the money that he lit on fire last season from Brooklyn and also the deal with Nike that was torched. Plus, if that was really what he was going to do, why go through all this rigmarole trying to get Brooklyn to give you a long-term deal? So I I never really bought into this as a real option for Kyrie. It was maybe his leverage to try to get Brooklyn to accept whatever the Lakers were willing to give him in some type of deal. But I never really took the threat of that mid-level. Uh, there's insane, there's Kyrie insane, but that's still a couple levels too high for me to have bought in. <laughs> so the part of that New York Post report around the Kyrie Irving situation with the Lakers was that Brooklyn was not interested in whatever the Lakers were willing to offer. That says to me, reading between the lines, that there was a discussion that was had, that, that they understood at least um, with all of the tampering understandings sort of set aside. Well, I mean, Russ apparently got, I mean, uh, Kyrie apparently got permission to like seek out sign and trade options, which I I don't know if that means Kyrie on the phone with Rob Palenka. Like I don't, or Kyrie's, I believe stepmother, who I believe is his agent. Like I, I don't, I don't know exactly what that means, but apparently the net said like, dude, if you can manage to figure out a deal that works for us, Godspeed. What kind of deal do you think would have made sense from the Lakers side? Well, I mean, you're you're going to have to give up Russell Westbrook. I mean, beyond the fact that the Lakers would like to move Russell Westbrook from a numbers perspective, it's the only way this could have worked unless they were willing to entertain the idea of trading Anthony Davis for Kyrie Irving, which is beyond a fireable offense for Rob Palenka. Um, I, I don't think he'd be allowed to watch basketball anymore. After <laughs> like it's so, so, I mean, that, that's part of, that's part of where I think Kyrie in a lot of ways was just playing four-dimensional chess against nobody and still managing to lose because like there's no, there was really nothing that the Lakers could offer or like alternative pro, you know alternative ideas anything like that their 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 options to make this work were so fixed it was basically Russ and I don't know a pick maybe two picks something like that but if Brooklyn doesn't want Russ which they clearly didn't you have to find a third team that wants Russell Westbrook, but would presumably have to send out other pieces that either the Lakers would want and can fit under the cap or that Brooklyn would want fit under the cap. It, it, it was just too complicated, I think, from the outset, beyond the fact that the Lakers didn't really have anything that Brooklyn would want. 
Yeah, giving Kyrie Irving the uh, the impetus to go do his own research. We know how that has turned out uh, <laughs> over the last 18 months. So when it comes to the Lakers' pursuit of Kyrie Irving, they would want him for obvious reasons. He would make their basketball team better than it would be otherwise. But right now, that seems to be like a pretty tall hill to climb. So let's say the Lakers want to continue this pursuit. How could they go about doing that? I, I don't really know. I mean, maybe it would be something that would happen halfway through the season because at this point with, with Kyrie opting in, he can't. there's no longer the uh, possibility of an extension and long-term money, anything like that. So it, it really just, I mean, in certain respects, I think that is the Lakers dodging a bullet if they were to acquire Kyrie this year. It's just a one-year deal. But it still comes down to can you manufacture a deal involving Russell Westbrook if you're the Lakers that somehow nets Brooklyn what they want to say yes to this because you have to remember as big of a circus as it is in Brooklyn if Kyrie decides to play basketball this year and he's on the court Kevin Durant's on the court and he's healthy Ben Simmons whatever is going on with him and he's healthy Joe Harris you know they they keep Bruce Brown stuff like that Brooklyn's a good team like they are a good team. So they have aspirations of their own and they may just say, we're going to navigate the chaos unless you give us a better option. Check out Locked On Lakers on your favorite podcast app, including the Odyssey app. The Kamenetsky brothers bring you a daily look inside the offseason of the Lakers. And there will be plenty to talk about there. Coming up, we near a decision on Deshaun Watson's future this season. The saga of Deshaun Watson's suspension is nearing a conclusion. Sue Robinson is now the key holder and has been given a recommendation of an indefinite suspension. As for how she may rule, the ultimate Cleveland sports show has some thoughts. But here's the way it's going to go down. The league is going to push for what they believe the penalty should be. And the NFL PA or Deshaun Watson will uh, push his side, what, what he thinks the punishment should be. This could go a lot of different ways. Sue Robinson can say, nothing done here that was egregious, no penalty. And if that's what she says, then this is a done deal. She could recommend one penalty, and the NFL could rep- uh, could recommend one that's more harsh. And the word is it's going to be between a year to an indefinite suspension. So, And the fact that that leaked from the league, you, you can bet that that's probably where they're going here. Then she can decide... She can pick one in the middle. And if, if Deshaun Watson wants to appeal, he can. The interesting thing that really makes us feel like a kangaroo court is if the NFL wants to appeal, the appeal is heard by Roger Goodell. Right. So that, that to me seems like it's very kangaroo courtish. But we've speculated how this thing might play out all yeah. along. And it almost feels like it's going according to script. You almost expect that the league's going to ask for one year or indefinite. The NFLPA will ask for four games, and perhaps they could end up right in the middle, eight games or somewhere somewhere in between. Bull, yeah, yeah I'll up. apologize if I'm wrong, but I think this is one coordinated effort by the NFL. It feels that way. I don't believe for a minute he's going to be suspended indefinitely. I don't think the league wants to suspend him indefinitely. This is one giant fraud, and all these big-time NFL beat reporters are being 
conned, essentially, I, as I see it. They're giving this information. The NFL is putting out this information because the NFL wants to look as if they're going to be as tough as they possibly can. Right. We wanted but, a year, but right. Sue intervened. And, they, you know, she intervened, and, we, you know, we don't want a, 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 long, a long battle with the NFLPA. And I, I think, or maybe it's just what I'm hoping is the case, but I think that's the case. It doesn't benefit the NFL to have an indefinite suspension. It doesn't benefit, obviously it doesn't benefit the Browns. Doesn't benefit, I don't, who does it benefit? Who benefits from an indefinite suspension? Well, the, the, the groups that are screaming for a harsh punishment. Here. People are, listen, you can scream all you want, right? We, we had a court decision last week that people, myself included, are screaming about. We're all wasting our time. You have to yeah. make, if you want things to change, you actually have to do something about it. You can't protest. You can't sing God Bless America on the steps of Congress. That stuff's all, you can't tweet about it. Oh, I, I, I've done it. It's all a waste of time. If you want something to change, you actually got to do something about it. You got to take real steps. So those people can scream and yell if Deshaun Watson's only suspended for four or eight games all they want. Their yelling's going to do nothing, going to change nothing. Everybody's going to consume the NFL as they always have. The league will not be negatively. They could not suspend Deshaun Watson at all. Zero games. And the league, there would be, in my opinion, there would be zero negative effect to the league financially. Maybe, you know, some people would complain about it. But ultimately, there'd be almost nobody that would stop watching football because of it. That's the reality. The league would lose no money. And so the whole thing's a farce at this point. I, I don't buy that the league really wants to come down on MR. I don't think they will ultimately. It's all for optics. I think so. I'm trying not to be cynical about this. I want to believe the NFL and ultimately the decision made here in a disciplinary hearing will be the right one. And that is at least a year suspension. That it will be... The indefinite suspension the NFL is reportedly pushing for in these proceedings. But this is the NFL after all, and they cannot be trusted to make the right decision. I have to admit, it occurred to me that a potentially likely scenario is exactly what has been laid out here, that the NFL came out with this idea to publicly show force, to leak the idea that they want to come down hard so that they can save face in the realm of the PR battle and that ultimately Deshaun Watson will get six, eight, maybe 10 games and the NFL can say, hey, look, we went through a process and this was the conclusion while really they're negotiating an agreement as reports suggested last week, negotiations had been taking place. So what will we eventually see? That is very much to be determined. These hearings have to play out. I do not believe the fix is in. I still think the most likely scenario is a full year suspension, but it would not surprise me at all. Nothing can be ruled out. When it comes to the NFL. And finally, Le'Veon Bell said he'd soon retire and pursue a boxing career rather than play for Andy Reid. That quest will begin on July 30th at Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles when he will box Adrian Peterson. This will be an undercard fight for Social Gloves 2, a card that YouTuber Austin McBroom is headlining. Yes, Le'Veon Bell versus Adrian Peterson in a chance to really prove Everyone has a plan, certainly in the case of Le'Veon Bell, a post-career plan until they get punched in the mouth. 
Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go make your favorite team's Locked On podcast your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, will Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving actually play for the Brooklyn Nets next season? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.